Hey everyone, it's your girl Cranali, and you're listening to Hustle and Heart, a podcast designed to help you stay woke and live your best life. On this podcast, I interview tons of experts in a variety of fields from wellness and beauty to entrepreneurship and human optimization. I do the research and get the insider scoop about all things trending for self-growth. If you find this podcast to be helpful and a good time, please remember to subscribe so that you never miss an episode. And if you love what you hear, please leave me a rating and a review. Now that we've met, I'd love to stay connected. You can find me on Instagram at K-R-E-N-A-R-E-A-L-I. If you enjoyed the podcast, be sure to spread the love and the wisdom using the hashtag Krenali. I can't wait to take you on this journey with me. It's going to be lit. Now let's get into the episode. So welcome back, guys. Today on the show, we have a really talented woman. I'm interviewing Birge Ashkan, who is a realtor and investor and entrepreneur from Toronto. She's also a columnist for Talve Toronto. Yep. And she also has her own YouTube channel. There's a lot to talk about today, um, but first, Birge, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Oh, thank you. And let's learn a bit more about yourself. I mean, you've accomplished so much at such a young age. To me, you're a really big inspiration. So, I mean, I wanted to really bring you on and have everyone learn more about you and all the awesome stuff you're doing. So how did you sort of figure out what you wanted to do, whether that was being a content creator, YouTuber, contributor, whether it was working in real estate? How did it all sort of manifest for you? Well, thank you so much, first of all. <laughs> it's such an honor to be, you know, on the show with you. Thank you. Um, well, I actually started everything by basically studying communications first. I had a dream to become a lawyer and, um, you know, save the world. That was nice. the initial thing at first. But um, as I was studying in the communications field, I noticed I'm not really passionate about law. I just didn't find it, you know, as fair as I thought it would be or, oh, wow. okay, sure. you know, and then um, I got into the fashion field. So nice. I was a content creator for a magazine. And then eventually with that too, I was like, okay, this is not what I want to do. I need to do something bigger in the sense, help people. Right. So right? more of a passion where you're actually making a difference. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so that's when I uh, started working with refugees back here in Canada and I realized, you know, I need to get into the legal field. I need to do something and help people in that sense. The refugees here were asking me about real estate. Mm, okay. They were talking to me about, you know, finding a home and how hard it was for them because they couldn't rent or do anything because the they're newcomers. So expensive too. Exactly. Um, so that's when I just started studying real estate on the side and I mm. was like, you know what? let's do this for a little bit and I thought I wouldn't have a passion for it but right. it became a job I really really enjoy to do now um I am still doing my best to you know help newcomers like that's right. a passion of mine so eventually I want to add a few people onto my team and have them fully help you know a group of people who are just newcomers 
Oh, that's Canada. awesome. Like beer association. Yeah. And, stuff. Um, and that's where then the creative side of me came in because I felt, you know, we live in this digital age. Mm-hmm. I have such a big flat platform on my hand. Why not use it to reach out to more people? So I thought, you know, I can open a YouTube channel or, you know, have a blog yeah. website and um, reach out to more people and talk to them about things that can make a difference in the world. Yeah. No, that's so awesome. That's so admirable that, I mean, you saw uh, a way that you could sort of contribute to the community. Mm-hmm. And um, you saw these people who are obviously coming and trying to start a new life. And uh, you were able to turn that into both a job, but also like a humanitarian sort of philanthropist mission. Yeah. So to speak. <laughs> yeah, that's actually a good way of putting, <laughs> putting really awesome. it. <laughs> so, I mean, tell us more about real estate because I'm sort of, ignorant on this topic and I know especially I mean living a bit outside of Toronto the Toronto market is insane right now yeah and like we have again like you said newcomers coming in and trying to invest or rent Mm -hmm. or buy properties where do you think it's it's gonna go and what advice do you have for maybe people who want to rent or want to purchase a home okay so I know mostly like millennials yeah yeah. yeah So I know with like a lot of the people, especially like in the millennial age, they're so afraid because we hear on the news and it's such a hot topic now too, like affordable housing. We get scared because we hear these huge numbers, but people forget that there is still a lot of affordable houses that they can get just outside of Toronto, you know? Mm -hmm. Anyways, like traffic in Toronto is crazy. Yeah, it's insane. It takes you an hour to go get from A to B. So you might as well live outside of Toronto and yeah. take you an hour to get into Toronto. You're going to commute anyway? Exactly. So it's not a big deal. But a lot of, I think, people forget that because we're not sh- we're not told of these things in mm-hmm. the media. And also another thing, yes, the Toronto market is going up like crazy. But... Um, is it going to continue to climb? I feel like it's going to keep continuing because mm-hmm. I know there's a lot of people who can't afford in Toronto specifically, like mm-hmm. especially Canadians, but there's a lot of investment happening. From outside. Yes, a lot of foreign investment. So that is one thing that's not going to help it decline. It's just mm-hmm. going to, I feel like it's going to keep on going up. But when we compare Toronto to other cities like, you know, New York and London, mm-hmm. it's still very, very cheap. And Toronto is yeah. a great city like those two cities, right? Um, it's we're very advanced in technology mm-hmm. and many other things like economically yeah, and safety safe. wise yeah exactly so comparing to those two great cities that people want to move into we're actually much more affordable yeah that's wild and do you think because i know like a while back they're like oh well we're gonna put a tax on all invest foreign investment yeah and did that even do anything like um realistically i don't really think so Right. I don't think it stops people because anyway, somebody who, who's investing here, mm-hmm. those is already rich tax, enough. To, exactly. Yeah. It doesn't really bother them. them. Yeah. yeah. And with the market increasing nonstop, they make their return back. So right. even that tax that they pay is returned back to them. So mm-hmm. it doesn't really hurt them in that sense. So I don't find it doing anything, unfortunately. Yeah. yeah. Do you recommend renting or do you recommend home buying when it comes to, I mean, maybe millennials spe- um, specifically? Because typically, like the job market now, you know, like a lot of people are entrepreneurs. Yeah. Or there's a lot of people in positions who their roles are contract based, right? Yeah. So they don't necessarily have job security. 
but they also want to establish themselves. Mm -hmm. Is it always wiser to purchase and have that mortgage or is it wiser to, to rent? Well, I would say it depends from person to person, but what I like from what I've been observing in our community, our generation were very um, comfortable. Like we mm -hmm. like our comforts, right? We yeah. want our space. We yeah. need that personal space. So I think we, if we get out of that comfort zone, mm -hmm. we can buy and we can rent out a lot of our house. Mm, Do you get what I mean? Really so smart. you can you can rent out a room, you can rent out your basement, right. which would help you a lot with your mortgage yeah. payments. But a lot of people don't do oh, that, that because yeah, it. they get scared or yeah. you know they they want to be comfortable on their own. But you have to have a business mindset for that too, right? Exactly. Like who would think to turn maybe their first floor into like an Airbnb or something yeah. for half the year even. Exactly. And it would help them a lot, right? Um even not like of course Airbnb is a much better option, but it's it's hard, especially if you're working, you don't know who's mm -hmm. coming in and out of your house, but you can rent it to somebody that you trust. Rent right. out your whole basement. You know, they can definitely help you with half of your mortgage for right. sure. And then your monthly mortgage payment would be much cheaper than renting out a place by yourself. Right. So it would be much more affordable. So I would definitely recommend buying to a lot of people. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of cheap options. Like they don't have to look into the million dollar homes. There's still a lot of uh, bungalow type houses in mm -hmm. Toronto. Yes, they're breaking down in some parts, but rent it out with a few friends, do a little bit of touch up right and on. you can, yeah, live in it and then keep saving and then go invest another one and then sell that one and you'll get your return down, mm -hmm. you know, a few years. So people don't consider these options, unfortunately, because we're never taught these yeah. things in school. Yeah, we're taught like zero financial... Unfortunately, uh, yeah. yeah. Literacy. But, but yeah, if, you know, we need to do more research in that sense. And a lot of people will ask me, they get scared with their monthly mortgages too. Yeah. Like, is it going to be so high? A lot of people's monthly mortgages would be much lower than paying rent. Like oh, right really? now, Toronto rental market is crazy. It's yeah. it's really really high. What so is it roughly right now? Like a one bedroom condo, two thousand oh, dollars to wow. like two thousand five hundred. Depends yeah. on what kind of a one bedroom you want. A little bit bigger wow. with a better That's view. That's ridiculous. Exactly, it's very expensive. Yeah. So an example would be uh, if they wanted to you know invest in a four hundred thousand dollar condo and they put a twenty percent down, mm -hmm. which is what around eighty thousand. Okay. Um, and if they have you know, good credit, a good job, they'll get a good interest rate from the bank. So if they get a 2.9 interest, mm -hmm. their monthly rent will be, mortgage, sorry, will be around 1300 Okay, that's right? much better than renting. Much better. And then if you include the um, maintenance, yeah. if the maintenance is $500, $600, yeah. so their monthly payments would be around $1,800, yeah. $1,900. So it's not significantly cheaper, right. but it's you're investing for yourself, right? Right in that sense. So they can definitely look into these options. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah. That's so interesting. Yeah, I mean, you're such a go-getter when it comes to even real estate or investing or, again, even writing on the blog. As an entrepreneur, how did you make this lifestyle work for you and, and what pushed you to, to pursue all of these things? I noticed after I got out of university, I was, you know, doing the typical nine to five and, and jobs. I noticed that was not really my thing. Um, I felt... Like at every work I was at, I felt like I could do what was happening there. 
So I quit everything that I was doing at the time and I just started working from home. I got like, I was doing a lot of freelance work. Mm. So I was doing anything that would get me money and I was teaching myself on the side of other things. Like I was looking into investing and all that up. And stock market, I even got into mm. that at one point. Whoa, that's great. Yeah, which is something I'm not really good at. But, you know, I tried that too for that's a little really bit. That's really awesome, actually. <laughs> yeah. And then, um, so at one point, of course, when you get off track, like you not you don't do the 9 to 5 anymore, mm-hmm. you kind of lose track. So right. that's what happened with me for a little bit. So then I got myself back into it. I, I I organize a lot. Like every night I write what I have to do the next day. I try to, even if I know I'm working at home, I try to wake up as early as I can and right. follow like and a still schedule. still have like a structured exactly. plan for the day. Yeah. So I don't just, you know, slack off. Because it's really yeah. easy when you work from home. It's really easy right. for you to jump on the couch and like watch TV and you won't right. know the time is passing, yeah, it's by. passing by. So I really just like write everything down. Like today I'm yeah. doing this and I follow my Google calendar right. a lot. Like that's oh, like my best friend. Yeah. I have everything on there. So that's one thing that's really helped me. Um, but yeah, that's how I knew I, I had to live this lifestyle because I, yeah. I couldn't work anywhere else. Do that. Yeah. It's difficult. I mean, it's difficult, especially I think one thing that's different um, with our generation so back in the day, like centuries ago, there was the term Renaissance man and Renaissance woman. Yes. And I have a funny thing. Right? Yeah. My name actually means Renaissance. No way. Vegan. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. That's so awesome. <laughs> yeah. And it's, it's so funny because I feel like back in the day, all of these very big painters, philosophers, professors had a variety of different skills. Yeah. And they encompassed all these different creative talents and that's what they were known as. Yeah. Right? They weren't known as their sole career or their nine to five. No. Right? That didn't exist. Exactly. And I feel like for for several decades, um, it was easy to get caught up into that sort of societal pressure where you have to have that kind of career. Yeah. But now I think our generation that's finishing their undergrad, grad school is realizing they have much more talent than this specific sole program or this double major they did in, yeah. in school in their t- early 20s, yeah. right? So they're graduating now and realizing, oh, you know what? I'm actually really good at technology. I'm actually really good in science as well. I'm mm-hmm. actually really good in art too. Yeah. And instead of having one sole career, they're taking on all of these different aspects as entrepreneurs. Yeah. And I think, like, I don't like that we get a bad rep for it because... Me too, yeah. Often it's like, oh, well, you know this person isn't focused because yes. they're doing so many different things. How are they doing all of these unrelated things yeah. at the same time? But if you have the talent and if you have the drive, you can be successful. Yeah, so for example, some Renaissance men... Renaissance can, humans. Yeah, Renaissance <laughs> humans, exactly. Like you are mentioning... Yeah, um, like there's Omar Khayyam, right? Like right. he was so big in the medical field but people don't know that today because he has a lot of poetry books or he has a lot of stories that are out and people forget like he was a scientist and he had a very creative side to him that he put out and then da vinci yeah he was yeah like he he was 
also in the medicine field. Like he yeah. did a lot of drawings, but what did he use? Yeah. He used his artistic side to do right. those drawings. Like he was amazing. So people forget those things. Like you don't have to be one thing and just focus on that. Yeah. You know, you can be a businessman like in the financial field during the yeah. day and then you can go and have your own band and, you know, play the yeah, guitar exactly. and then you can write poetry on the side and then you can go yeah. work out. Like we can do a lot of things, yeah. but our society today makes us forget we can have all these yeah. talents and makes us forget you know 24 hours yeah. is a lot we feel like it's so small no yeah. it's not like we just have to really organize and do yeah. them that's the that's it's the a capitalist thing. society and you're just like exactly people so many people buy into it yeah i think and like you said like the human experience is so wide and so much larger yeah then like we we've come to know and we've come to acknowledge and yeah. to boil yourself down as to being oh just a doctor or or yeah. just a lawyer or just a real estate agent exactly is, you don't have to be just something yeah exactly you can be many things and that's the problem like every and everybody that's one thing that's used to bring me down a lot because mm. a lot of people would tell me oh you're doing so much oh you can't yeah. do that like follow one thing and right i hear that so yeah. much follow one thing yeah and, yeah, and yeah it used to tire me psychologically yeah. like i knew i could do it but i would be so torn it's discouraging. down exactly and i wouldn't right. want to do it i'd be like yeah is there something wrong with me like why do <laughs> i want so to like write and then why do i want to paint but then why yeah. do i want to invest like why do <laughs> yeah. i want to do all these things that's so funny so i just got over like all that stuff like what matters is yeah. you really need to block out the yeah. discouraging people out of your life and really right. take them out and just focus on yourself because at the end of the day you're alone you're gonna go to that bed alone right like yeah all those people all those voices they'll come with you exactly. so be happy yeah <laughs> yeah and i think a lot is i mean it's, it's difficult to have the, the correct understanding because you you know that the majority of people they just want the best for you and they're trying to give you their genuine advice yeah but at the same time, a lot of them are so unaware of themselves and yes. they don't realize they're just projecting their own fears on Exactly. You. So they're like, oh, well, if she doesn't, if she's doing all of this, that means maybe like this, like is not going to work out. Exactly. And, and so they project onto you. Yeah. But it's your risk. Exactly. Right? So, I mean, in the majority of cases, like it's like you said, you have to block. Yeah all of that out yeah just block and just focus on yourself so you and your partner also have your digital, own digital, digital agency your digital agency yeah. yeah so you guys founded that together yeah and you run that out of your house so you yeah. guys work from home so that's so cool first of all <laughs> like that's so awesome like how does that work well and like we yeah like tell me more about how that sort of came to life yeah well and I definitely agree with you before I get into that. Because that, like, that. reminds me a lot of... Well, they had they don't have a digital agency, but, like, Mimi, Icon, and Alex. Yeah. You guys really remind me of that, that like, oh, power thanks. couple. Yeah, thank you. So, yeah, like, how did you come up with that? Um, so funny. Um, I come from the communications background, right? So yeah. I did a lot of digital marketing and PR mm -hmm. and all that stuff. And Barca comes from a computer engineering background. So he's very tech geeky. Like if yeah, something yeah. new comes out, like he has to get it. Yeah. Like have he, to get the new iPhone. Yeah. Like he, he's, <laughs> he's crazy when it comes yeah. to that stuff. I'm not like, I still have the six and it's breaking yeah. down, you know? Um, 
so one day we were talking and before I met him anyways he was like creating websites and doing all that stuff yeah. for clients and I had this huge idea of this app in my head yeah. when I met him and I was telling him about it so he was like oh why don't we like bring it to life and yeah. work on it so we were working on it drawing it like writing it everything so cool and then he was like why don't we just open a company and like do this you can help me with the marketing and yeah marketing campaign exactly whatever. and I can create it and we can make it for other people so I was like okay so we sat one day and like online we literally just opened a company I love and, it like, that's so yeah I love that it's so easy yeah like, like we literally just just that and that's the thing like opening a company is so so easy yeah. I know a lot of people people yeah. get really scared well it's easy but it's like you have to do it there's so exactly. many people I know that you know and I feel like this is triggering for a lot of people too who go on the internet and they see like Instagram content and they're like, oh, you know, I had this idea five, six years ago and here's someone doing exactly what I wanted to do. The yes. only difference is they did it. Exactly. They just went and did it. Because that's the thing, you know, I, I, I'll have an idea. I'm not the only one. You can have that idea yeah. too. And that's why I don't get scared of sharing my ideas with people. Like yeah. a lot of people are like, oh, don't tell them. Like yeah. it's yours. No, like you probably thought about it too. You have the same brain as I do. Like yeah. I'm no different than you are. Right. But it's just who's going to take that initiative is right. what makes it or breaks it, right? So um, we did it, yeah. And I think everybody should go and open a company. <laughs> Just, you know, but the main thing here is finding people who will help you with that. Right, yeah. Right, because a lot of times you can do a lot of things alone, but you'll go so far. I mm -hmm. definitely believe in, like, teamwork yeah. and partnerships. Yeah. Um, you know, I can be amazing alone, but... Mm -hmm having Barakai help me out and other yeah. family members or friends motivate me mm -hmm. gives you the strength because they on days of course I wake up and I'm like depressed or yeah. upset about something but it, it takes another person to bring me back up of so um, it's definitely having the right people around you that's mm -hmm. what makes it because yes anybody can go open a company and they won't do anything right. it's finding the right people and working with them and having them help you out you helping them out so. 100% yeah. and having like that partnership where you know like on some days someone else is going to pick up the slack for you exactly you're there for each other exactly and that's what makes it yeah. work they're not going to get upset like they're going to understand yeah. you're just having a bad day and when they have a bad day you're going to take it up from where they left yeah. it off right yeah. so that's what matters and I think that's what a lot of people are missing out right now but I really like it in the woman's perspective now I mm. see that there's like a lot of women yeah like empowerment happening yeah. which is amazing but we need to spread it more I feel like oh 100% yeah. yeah and like we're both so passionate about that topic and yeah I mean I love seeing there's so many women out there that I feel have so much to offer yes and now, like, they have all these platforms where they're able to do that. Mm -hmm. On the topic of, like, female empowerment, what are some, like, female figures that have inspired you and sort of been there for you, whether it was family members, whether it was, like, other entrepreneurs that you've seen online? Yeah. Or um, what you want to share with the world? Yeah, I definitely would say my mom, mm -hmm. right? Um, so my mom was a single mom, and mm -hmm. she raised me and my brothers all by herself. And I have three brothers, so that's four mm -hmm. kids. A and lot she, of boys. Yeah, yeah. And she came here. She was an immigrant, right? Mm -hmm. Like, she didn't know the language. We didn't know the language. And right. she really, like, we've never seen her break down. Like, I've never seen a woman that strong yeah. in my life. She took care of us. She did everything we wanted. 
and she raised us all by herself and she's really successful too so we always looked up to her like she wasn't just a woman who was like sending us off to school and like being depressed she was always happy always energetic like my friends actually make fun of us and they say like I'm like the mother and my mom's like the daughter because she's so so energetic like she's so much fun to be with you know she never shows you any sign of uh like sorrow or pain she's always like uplifting you she's really never defeated never and she's really really successful we've always seen her go up climb the ladder yeah climb the ladder in every job she's been at so yeah she's been a huge like role model to me yeah because because of her like I always want to be better like I Mm -hmm. I know I need to be better because she's done it when she was in her late 30s all alone in a country Mm -hmm. that she had no idea about so I know I need to be way better than that to make her feel I love that that's so that's so sweet yeah that's a sweet story Thanks. I'm sure you felt like a lot of the backlash, but yeah. how have you overcome to have like more of a positive mentality and just staying focused on your goals? Um, the positivity in me really just comes from my childhood mm-hmm. because it was rough, like from my mom, right? Like mm-hmm. she was single and even though she wouldn't show it to us, we knew there was a lot of, of hardship. So I knew I always had to be positive because she was Ooh, trying to be positive. Yes. So I always just smiled back at everything that was going negatively. And as I grew, I saw like they all go away. Yeah. And you forget them. Like now everything that I've been through, at, like with my mom, I look back and I don't even remember anything. Yeah. Or I laugh at them. Oh, like that happened, you know? Yeah. So that's how I take on everything that's happening negatively now too with my life. Yeah. I say, you know, th- like this will pass. This too shall pass. Or like yeah. this is nothing, whatever, like you know there's something worse happening so I try not to condemn myself with so much negativity and that's when I want to reach out to other people and help them that's when I feel better too so maybe finding something that makes you feel at ease Mm -hmm. can help you I think overcome like all the negative um things going around you so it could be reading a book or Mm -hmm. I don't know going out for a walk talking to people mine is just really talking to people and helping them out that's really positive I mean being able to even at such a young age shift your mentality when you're in a time of maybe distress and just say you know what this shall pass too I now have the power over myself to see the bright side of things yeah and you know practice gratitude definitely agree with that and one thing I've um done that works for me is I think oh like that's sad I wonder what that person went through to be thinking that way or Mm -hmm. acting that way so really trying to put myself in their shoe saying what could they be going through that yeah having compassion exactly and then really just talking to them and helping them maybe change that mindset or even if you can't like they pass by you they're gone but at least trying to understand you know maybe that's what they saw or they they don't know better and really hoping that they do change down the road too so putting myself in another person's shoe also is one thing that really helps yeah 100 percent. yeah do you have any tips for people who are looking to pursue a passion we talked about having like that renaissance lifestyle maybe not working like your typical nine to five so what advice would you give to someone who is trying to make that step 
to switch out of a traditional career path? Yeah. Um, or what worked for you maybe? Yeah, so me, I, I jumped right in, which I, which is something I don't recommend for everybody. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, I would definitely say stick to your 9 to 5s for yeah. the time being. And on the side, um, take courses, nice, you know, yeah. or find like certificate programs. Try mm-hmm. different things. Like if you, you know, if you're in the financial sector and you want to get into coding, there's a lot of great courses. Take mm-hmm. a coding course once a week to see if you're really passionate about that uh, take a PR course if you want to go right. in that field or a painting course whatever the case is and really learn about that field and really see if that is your passion if it's worth for you to really quit your job and switch on to mm-hmm. that life and once um, you do find a passion or you know that's your passion 100% then slowly make the adjustment make I would transition. say still yeah not quit right away um, you know still save up look into the market of the, the new thing you want to transition into um, see how much you need to save like arrange you know your schedule um, your life and then quit and get into that so do it slowly like baby steps yeah don't do it right away yeah Yeah. i've heard gary v talk about that a lot he's like you can have your nine to five and then go home and hustle all night 100 percent. that's what's going to make you successful in that side hustle and it's going to help you develop it further to the point where you wouldn't have to have that exactly and that's what i was talking about earlier with the 24 hour yeah we are like we make it seem like 24 hours is not enough that's so much time yeah we spend eight hours working for somebody else company you can spend another which is wild like when you think about it it's crazy yeah and those eight hours pass by so quick you know you probably do your job so easily and then you go home and then spend another six or eight hours working on yourself bettering yourself at something so you can work for yourself so I definitely agree with what Gary Vee said, you know, that's so why awesome. he is where he is Yo, right now. Honestly, that's why he is where he is, yeah. for sure. Talk to me more about Talbot Toronto. Oh, So yeah. the magazine, it's a magazine? Yes, um, online. Online magazine? Yeah. How did this sort of partnership come about and how did you get connected? I've always loved writing nice. because especially when I was younger, I didn't know the language. I was just learning English. So I used to write a lot in Turkish. And that's where the passion came from. And I did open a few blogs and stuff. They didn't work out. You know, I closed them. That's okay. I mean, it's trial and error, (laughs) right? Exactly. Good practice. Yes. And then um, how Tavi came around was I'm a part of a few book clubs. I love to read. So... And that's one thing that everybody else can do. You know, find a book club. If you like Your to Turkish read, book club? So two of them is Turkish. And then... Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. I totally want to come now. Yeah, there. I'll tell you. They're <laughs> so good. And then one is a non-Turkish book club. Right. And then I have my own book club too now. Oh, nice. So, yeah. Oh, she has a book club too, guys. No yeah. like, idea. Throw it's, that in yeah, there. It's <laughs> going slowly. I'm like trying to really no, like so work awesome. it. But, um, so... Yeah, if you want to read and, you know, you say you can't find the time, join a book club. They'll force you right, to read. Exactly. exactly. You'll finish those books in no time. <laughs> so um, I joined this Turkish book club and I met a woman by the name of Ije. Um, she's, like, in the Turkish community a lot. So she was talking to me about writing and stuff like that. And then she offered me to write for their um, digital website. Nice. Um, she asked me if I can, you know, write about events and stuff like that that takes place in Toronto. So a lot of newcomers know of what's happening. So mm-hmm. they can go out rather than right. just sit at and home. Attend. Exactly. So now I do write for them. And now we're in the talks of like 
fully making a column for me and that's so yeah cool. so we'll see how it goes yeah that's so yeah. awesome yeah but now i'm working on opening my your own book blog. blog no your own blog, blog. yes your own, oh, awesome okay so can you tell us more yeah <laughs> i'm like so because i, I love to, to write right and i write almost every day like i'll write something short like yeah. when i'm sitting at home i thought i should open a blog again but this time not fashion or anything like right. that i really want to focus on people and cultures oh nice okay. um we live in such a digital sector yeah but i feel like not a lot of people are aware of right. what's happening because we have so much information we don't know what to read yeah it's information overload exactly and with all these social media platforms we have the algorithms only show us one thing right which right? is very frustrating exactly it's not a mix of things so if you look at a few fashion posts you'll get all these fashion things yeah and you'll be left out of the rest of the stuff. So I thought of opening a blog where I will talk about, you know, things that are happening around the world, about different cultures, religions, just to make people be aware. Yeah. Because even though I feel like we live in a, well, quote-unquote, enlightenment era, <laughs> yeah. I don't feel that we are yeah. en enlightened enough. Oh, definitely. Yeah. I, so I hope I'll make a difference with that. So I want to, yeah. That's so awesome. I want to start that up soon. Yeah. Oh my god! Well, that's a, you better keep us updated. Though. Yeah, hopefully I'm working can, on it now. We so. can share. Hopefully. But you do do YouTube. Yes. Right. Yeah. So how long ago did you start that? And I mean, you what kind of content do you share? Yeah. So that I started less than a year ago. A lot of people were coming up to me and asking me to open a YouTube channel, but they were you know asking for fashion or lifestyle posts. Mm, yeah. And that's something I definitely don't want to do. I feel like yeah. there's so many already like you know things on fashion Seems and like oversaturated exactly and i feel like it really confuses people and that's where we we feed more into the capitalist and consumption mm -hmm. um field and i don't want to be a part of that anymore yeah. i feel like we should be more enlightened everybody should live the way they want to live you know i shouldn't have to watch something and feel forced to buy that or wear yeah. that or do that to be enough exactly so i said i'll open one where i'll talk about women's issues nice okay. um because in turkey there's a lot of youtube channels but they all they all talk about just fashion yeah, or exactly or right. gossip so i was like i'll do one in turkish even though yeah. my turkish is not amazing but i was like i'll it's, do as guys, much as i can it's amazing my no <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, I'll do one and I'll talk about, you know, women's issues and yeah. um, humanitarian issues and different right. religions and cultures. Because unfortunately, back home, people are less aware than they are here, right? Because it's oh, just, sure. there's, it's not a multicultural society mm -hmm. like it is here. So, right. and I think there's such huge influencers in Turkey who can make such a big difference, but they don't. Right. So I hope, you know, I can at least take some like videos. Inspire that, that and maybe yeah. like... And, and cause something to go viral exactly i hope because people are really not doing anything and that's one of the topics that people were talking about in turkey there's so many influencers with such great power women yeah do you think they're they intimidated don't. like why do you think because i know like, definitely there's a lot of i mean secular uh, female leaders in turkey right yeah that are pretty powerful in their own roles or or in the media yeah but what do you think holds them back I definitely think they're intimidated and they're mm -hmm. afraid of losing their position. So yeah, a person can easily lose their job, especially mm -hmm. maybe a person not in a really high state, but an influencer can definitely, you know, lose a lot of partnerships or right. uh, other job opportunities if they say something. But then I'm recently seeing some women do some things and they're not losing their job. So, mm -hmm. you know, I think they can 
take on more bravery of that and do things, but they just don't. I think they feel more comfortable with where they are at, and they don't want to lose that comfort. Yeah, it's intimidating. I mean, even a lot of the famous actresses um, who are very outspoken, uh, for example, Bad Guzak. Yeah. Yeah. She's, She's done a lot of campaigns, and I think that's very admirable, but I'm also conscious of the fact that they don't have the same platform. No, exactly. And safety that they would if they were, I mean, Canadian or American, right? And exactly. voicing their opinions here. Yeah. And exactly. supporting campaigns. So. No, they, they don't. So they, like, that woman, like, she's amazing. She mm-hmm. would do more, but what she does is enough already in a country like that. Definitely. But there are still so many women that don't even do half of what she does. Right. And they have her power because. Right. So it's just a matter of comfort, I think, for a lot of them and yeah. and intimidation for, for others. So right. yeah, it's a mix of both. That's fair. Exactly. Like that's my main goal. I really want to like do better things in that field, definitely in the YouTube field, because it's such a big platform. Like I can reach a uh, bigger you know, um, audience, yeah. audience, especially in Turkey. Like that's my yeah. goal. I really Is want that to like speak your new, to them. Exactly. Is that your new goal that you're working on? Now? Yeah. So yeah. we have, like, the real estate, obviously. Exactly. We, we have the book club idea, which is yes. coming out. But then YouTube is a big part of it. Yeah, it's it's a really big part of it. So now I'm meeting people here who can, like, help me videotape. Because even mm-hmm. though I'm so outgoing, I'm actually really nervous. And I hate... <laughs> Guys, I'm actually... Like, she was so shy to do the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, like, so endearing because, like, she's such a powerhouse. Yeah. So you wouldn't think she has a lot of nerves. So for anyone out there who, I mean... Mm-hmm is afraid of public speaking, is afraid of, I mean, getting in front of a camera and making a video. Like, Bilge is, like, shaking. She, yeah. <laughs> she's shaking, poor thing, but she's doing so well. Oh, and thanks. for her to be able to, again, overcome that fear because she wants to make change. Yeah. She wants to make something of herself. Mm-hmm. These are things that you guys have in your own hands and things exactly. you can actually accomplish if you push yourself. Exactly. So she was saying before, she was like, I was actually really intimidated. Yeah. Even she's like, when I do YouTube videos, you're yeah, like... Yeah, I'm like always shaking and I have to do so many retakes because I'm like either laughing or yes. looking away or turning around. So yeah, 100%. Like even if, just because I'm so outgoing doesn't mean, you know, I'm like not shy. I'm like yeah. a very, very shy person. <laughs> so if I'm doing it, you guys can all do it. Yeah, trust right? me. <laughs> yeah. That's so awesome. Oh my gosh. Okay, Birge, well, thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you. You are doing so much. And I mean, even on behalf of society, like, thank you for your contribution. I hope I am. I'm trying. What you're going to continue to contribute. I know it's, you're going to do really big things. I hope so. You're going to be really successful, which you are now, but I wish you much more success. Again, thank thank you you so much for coming on the show. No, thank you. Um, Before we close, let people know where they can find you. Do you, like your Instagram handle, if you have a website. Yeah. Anyone looking to buy a house, reach out yeah. to her as well. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, I'll just give my Instagram, and it has sure. my email, my phone number, all Perfect. on there. So it's just um, at Bige Ishikon. Should I spell yeah, that out? Spell that out so for that's, our listeners. God, that's so <laughs> long. Um, it's B for Bob. I L G E I S I K 
D for David, O G A N for Nancy. <laughs> I hope that helps. Yeah. That, that will help. Thank you so much. And I'll make sure to list it too in uh, the highlights. Oh, yes. So people can find you there. Awesome. But again, thank you so much. No, thank you. And we look you. forward to hearing more from you. Yeah, thank you. This was so great. Thanks, Gren. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. This was the latest episode of the podcast Hustle and Heart. Make sure you guys stay woke. Take care. Thank you.